0: Starting at verse 26. Yes, my purse has changed. <laughs> verse 26. And it reads, it says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, and I'm reading from the NIV version of the Bible, it says, God sent the angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pleaded to be a virgin pleaded to be married to a man named Joseph. <clears throat> a descendant of David, the virgin name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled at these words and his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. You guys, you all may be seated right there. And I'm going to keep reading. I'm going to go ahead and let you all be seated. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Amen. 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 And that was Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 38. And if I had to pin my sermon with a title this morning, you have found favor with the Lord. Amen. You, Lord. You have found favor with the Lord. You, I have preached a couple times on holidays or occasions before. And most of the time I try to stay away from the, the whatever the occasion is. Amen. Mother's Day. And so, of course, that's what I initially tried to do, but God said no. So with that being said, on today with really the text is focused on Mary, the mother of Jesus. Amen. Yes, it's focused on Mary the Nazarene. She's a young virgin girl born in born in uh in in Nazareth. She's about thirteen to fifteenth of age, thirteen to sixteen of age in this particular text. Her economic status, most likely she's poor, don't have much. She's not the wealthiest. And she has been set to be married to Joseph. She's from Nazareth. And the most important thing is she has found favor from the Lord. This particular text gives us an encounter of uh, Mary speaking with Gabriel the, the angel. Yes, this this encounter is one that we should all be so grateful for. It gives us the encounter of her communicating and trying to understand what it is that God is about to do with and through her. So the first thing he says to her, he says, hello, favorite one. One version says favorite one, one version says greetings to you, you're a highly favored. You know, that's that's one of our favorite sayings that we like to say. Uh, I'm blessed and highly favored. What does that actually mean?
1: Right.
0: A lot of times we say things because that's what we used to hear and other people say, but we really don't know the meaning behind you. Right. But he goes to her and he speaks to her and he tells her that you have been favored. He first says hello, favorite one. Yes. In this, in this particular scripture, this greeting, the word for favor that Gabriel uses, it means to bestow grace on. This word is only used one other time in the Bible in this particular sense. And that is when Paul is telling the church of Ephesus about the grace that is bestowed on the adopted Gentiles. They use this same particular phrase and word in this particular way. Because there is something that is going that is birthed to the Gentiles. There's, there is Jesus who gives life and newness to the Gentiles, just as God is about to give life to Jesus Christ, our beloved Savior. Right. Yeah. And ultimately, as him giving life to Jesus Christ, our beloved Lord and Savior, he's giving us life and life more abundantly. Right. Yeah. So that is why this particular word is used over in Ephesians 1. Verses five and six. What does it mean to be favored? Favored by God? To be favored means God is stepping into someone's situation, into your situation to make a worthwhile difference. Yeah, to be favored means uh favor is the it is the highway to connect you to your destiny. God gives us the ability, when you are favored, is God giving us the ability to do something which is humanly impossible for us to do. If you look in verse 37 in one particular uh, version of the Bible, particularly the King James Version, when you're reading this text, it goes on to say that nothing is impossible with God. All things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. And this was and who, this was who and what God has considered Mary to be. He has graced her for this moment. He has graced her for this race. He has graced her and given her favor to, to, to do the calling that is upon her life. He has sent a messenger to give her a word. And he is giving her grace and favor for the task that's about to go forward. Yes, God will give us favor when we are walking with the Lord. Only when we are walking with the Lord. We must understand that, yes, we can have blessings. Yes, we can be blessed even when we're not walking with the Lord. But when you're walking with God, there's a favor that he wants to pour out upon you. So this is who Mary was, and this is what God has called her to be. So we look at this. We got Mary, this Nazarene young girl. She's a virgin. She's married. She's about to marry Joseph. She has not yet married Joseph at the time. And back in these days, she was in a period where where we call it engagement. But for us, with the engagement at any given time, we can break that off. Back then, legally, in this period, they basically were married just without the consummation. Alright, so in this spirit, she's with this man, and the world knows it. Her town knows it, her city knows it, her family knows it. Imagine what's about to come upon Mary from people because of what is happening through God. So the text goes on to tell us that Mary was troubled and she wanted to know what kind of greeting was this. What kind of greeting is this that you're coming to me? She she was troubled. Now, in my mind, when I read the Bible, in my mind, it says that she was troubled. My thinking is, Mary clearly and she certainly wasn't trying to get pregnant right now. Like, this is not the time where she really wants to be pregnant. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm technically having consummated with a man. What are you talking about? So she's, she's not trying to get pregnant right now, but she had to know that there was a possibility that something of this sort could possibly happen. Because every young Jewish woman who listened weekly to the Torah and the prophets was waiting and expecting for the the Messiah. They were waiting on the Messiah to come. They had heard the word of God. They had known what was going forth. The prophets had spoken and his word does not come back void. Mm -hmm. He does not lie. So why? Why did this throw Mary off guard? It was because it was her right. that it was going, happening through. Amen. She was the chosen one. See, most of the time we believe God and we believe what it is that he is saying. We believe his word, but sometimes we forget our identity and it shocks us when it happens through us. Glory. We believe what it is that he's saying. We we understand but when he uses
1: me
0: when he use, when he chooses me how, how how can this be? That's because we forget our identity from time to time. We don't we don't really realize who it is that God has called us to be. We don't realize the power that lie on the inside of us. A lot of times these are just words to some of us. Until it's begin to begin to be used within us, Amen. All right. so she wasn't shocked because of what; she was shocked because of who. She knows the promise Messiah comes from a verse because Isaiah told her over in chapter 7. Yet, in a moment of fear and in a moment of terror, she forgets God's word. Now, I don't know about. Some of y'all, but I can just speak on because of me. I can speak about me. There have been times that yes, I have been in situations where I have forgotten God's word. I forgot what it was that He said concerning my life and who I was and who He called me to be. That caused me to act in a certain manner because I have forgot who called me. So in this at this moment, don't allow your moment of humanity. Your moment of despair, your moment of distress, your moment of hurt, your moment of pain, your moment. Don't allow these moments. Don't allow these moments to make you forget that you were sent by divinity. Don't allow your moments of humanity to make you forget that you were sent, called by divinity. So, As we read along, the the angel reassures her, saying that you do not, do not be afraid. Because you have found favor with the Lord. You've found favor with the Lord. You, you live in this life and God has given you favor upon your life. And so that's just like Mary. I could just imagine her going through her everyday life. And then one day you just pop up and say, oh, you pregnant. And it's by God. Like, I mean, how, how, can, how can you even fathom? Walking around with with the Christ, Jesus Christ, on the inside of you. That has to be favor. That is something that cannot be done by man. It only can be done by God. That is something that can take you from from where you are to your place of destiny. That is favor. So the angel reassured her that everything would be all right because she has found favor with the Lord. As a mother, remember. You have been graced to do that. You have found favor with the Lord. Why is this young girl so special that she has found favor and she gets the opportunity to carry the son of the living God? Why was Mary chosen? Well, like I said, God's word does not come back void, And he never lies. The prophets had already given us the plan of Jesus' birth. God had reasons for choosing the time, the place, and the people that were involved in this redemption plan. Yes, in essence, God chose Mary because she was the was of the right lineage. Yes, she was the Nazarene. She was engaged to a man whose lineage set up a trip over to Bethlehem. She was a virgin, and she was a young woman of good character. Why not, Mary? So a lot of times when God chooses you, why not you? Obviously, he sees something that you cannot see with the natural eye. Oftentimes, when we think of favor, we think that we all just got it because we just believe and we just got it. He just poured it out on us. But honestly, a lot of times we think of it because also in the Bible, Peter tells us that God is not one to show favoritism. That's Acts 10 and 34. And then Romans tells us that uh, 2 and 11 says there is no favoritism with God. But this is why we have to read the Bible in context. This is why we have to read the Bible uh, with, with God's direction and guidance. Because those verses in context refer to God's uh, favoritism and impartality when it comes to saving both the Jew and the Gentile. That does not mean that he's pouring out favor on anybody that's out here doing anything. That's not how that works. This is only for the Jew and the Gentile. He wants all of us to be saved. So yes, you do have favoritism. When it comes to you getting your life in order and coming to salvation, then it's open unto you on today. But we got to understand that by the Bible text from Luke 1, the angel said that Mary has found favor with God. Throughout scripture, there are many that have found favor with God. There are many that God has singled out and found favor with Him. 2 Chronicles tells us, verses 16 and 19, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. The key word is loyal, loyal to him. Uh, As is God is looking for a committed, surrendered heart so he may pour his favor out upon us. We must be surrendered and we must have an open heart and be committed and loyal to him. As I went through the Bible, God singled out uh, uh, a couple People, he could single out, uh, people in the Bible who were able to receive his favor. He said it it out, many who had the heart and was surrendered to him. And so in order to receive the favor that God wants to pour onto you, there are some things that we must put into motion. Favor is fair, but, but it isn't free. Favor isn't fair and it isn't free. When I begin to look at scripture, I see where God pours his favor upon good men and women that are in this Bible. Let's take a look. You got Enoch. Enoch was one. He walked with God. He walked this journey with God. We know nothing else about Enoch. We don't know what Enoch did. But what we do know is that he walked with God. And God loved him so much that he wouldn't leave him on earth to die he let him walk into heaven with him. That's favor. Yes, that's favor. And If we want favor, we must be a friend to him, like Abraham. Uh, James 2 and 23 tells us that Abraham was called the friend of God because he was faithful. He believed him. We want some favor, we must be like Joseph. We got to strive for obedience more. The life Joseph lived was enough to make any of us walk away, but he was obedient, and his obedience and constant acknowledgement of the sovereignty of who God was called the favor to rain down upon him. Yes, yes, if we want favor, we want favor, we must be meek and humble like Moses. In Isaiah 66, 62, God said, these are the ones I look on with favor. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit, who trembles at my word. He also learned, We also learn in Numbers 12 and 3 that Moses was a very humble man. The Bible says he was the humblest of those who were on earth. Perhaps it was his meekness and his humility that caused God to meet with Moses. Face to face and ultimately show him his glory. Something he didn't do for anyone else. In Exodus 33 and 17, God told Moses, for you have found favor in my sight. And I have known you by name. Yes, we must desire his will like David. We must be wise like Solomon. We must love God extravagantly like Mary of Bethany. We must lean in close like John the disciples. We must be surrendered like Mary the Nazarene. And we must become like his beloved son Jesus. Amen. Yes, yes, but in order to remain, to, to obtain this favor, this oil, Ultimately, that God is wanting to pour out and pour upon you. We must, we must do these spiritual disciplines that he has given us in his word. We must follow his will. We must follow his way. Mm-hmm. And so as we read the Bible, we see that God does not mind allowing his favor to be upon us. Mm-hmm. But it's us. It's us who oftentimes step out of his will. And don't allow it to happen. Amen. See, Mary, she found favor. She found favor with God. She found favor with God. Verses 31 through 35. It says this: it says, You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are the call, you are to call him Jesus, you will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. and He will reign over Jacob's descendants. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary is still confused. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. So that he will be called the Son of God. When God and His, when God sends His Messenger, will you truly receive the Word? When God sends his messenger, will you truly believe? I don't know about y'all, but it's been times where he has sent the messenger. And I ain't believe it. What are you talking about? Just, what are you talking about? But in the scripture, we see that we must believe. What it is that God is trying to convey to us in every season of our lives. Oftentimes, we are so caught up until what our eyes can see that we don't allow our faith to be activated. We don't allow our, our spiritual man to go forth and meet the very thing that God has already predestined for us before the world even began. God will send a messenger with a message that will change the rest of your life to become the best of your life. Yes, He will. But the scripture shows us in verse 35 that a supernatural conception will take place. Are you in the right place physically, mentally, spiritually? to receive the supernatural conception that God is trying to do in your life. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit would would come upon her and it will overshadow her. It will hover over her and the power of the Most High will be on the inside of her. What is God trying to do? What type of supernatural conception is God trying to do on the inside of you that causes you to birth something that is greater than you? Until we understand that this thing is greater than us, a lot of times we won't receive what God is trying to conceive on the inside of us. So what is it? Are you in the right place? What has the favor of God? What has the favor of God that's upon your life been trying to conceive? supernaturally? And we want the favor of God, but we don't want the birth. We don't want to actually birth the very thing that he's trying to conceive in our life. I don't have children. Naturally. But one of the greatest things that scares me about being a mother It's not raising the child. It's the actual childbirth. It's the pain that I'm going to go through. It's it's the uncomfortable thing that that I have to go through. It's it's the struggle. It's the the up and the down. But the good part about childbirth is that after so many hours, or for so minutes, (laughs) you get to see something great. You, see, you you get to raise your favor that God has given you and so supernaturally we have to got to get out of the place in our lives where we're like Mary and we allow fear to come in and we say what are you talking about god and god is like I'm trying to birth something on the inside of you but you're so scared of the natural but that you won't let me be do the supernatural with for you and inside of you and so what is that thing that God is trying to do on the inside of you? And are you in the right place to receive? And so we oftentimes want the favor of God, but we don't, we don't want to. We want the supernatural. We want the spiritual, but we don't want to go through the birthing process to receive what it is that he's trying to give to us. And so we want favor, and we oftentimes equate favor with stuff with status, with applauses. We oftentimes equate, I have favor on my life because I'm riding in this and my house looks like this and and I work here and I got this in my bank account. But favor is in actuality that very thing, that oil that pours down upon you that calls you to do the work of the living God.
1: Yes, man. Amen.
0: The work of the living God living God, we we've got to get out of the place where we are afraid, and 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 we ask for favor, but we don't want to do His will. I told God, I told God, I said, and "This and this was not too long ago. I went through a season in my life where my zeal was gone. Like it was, it was gone. It was like I'm here, come to church. Stuff I used to fuss about." Just go to church, just go to church. You know? And I'm here, I'm coming to church, but my zeal was gone. I asked God about maybe a month and a half ago. I said, Lord, just give me my zeal. I said, I'm ready to preach. Like, I was preaching like one time my parents would should have got a band. Like I was just preaching. I'm giving, them, you know. And I was excited to do so. Still nervous and scared. Like, skill?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But I was, damn. And so about two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, um, I went back to the very place where I felt like I was hurt the most at. and God did a thing for me in that place. Yeah, in that very place, he, he did a thing for me and I felt literally I felt chains fall off of me. I felt chains literally like fall off of me, and I cried. I cried. I said, "Lord, I I'm not preaching anymore." I said it too fast because the next three days later, I had to preach in Ashford (laughs) on a (laughs) whim. So you know that, but I I I told the Lord. I said, "God, that thing that you have called me to do, I'll never let a person, an individual." situations of circumstance take me back take me away from your call ever. Amen. amen I said I'll never do that ever again so I realized I realized that when God asks favor upon your life he gives you he gives you guidance he gives you the direction but he gives you a call to do what it is that he wants you to do and it's up to you you allow for you to allow God to do his will in your life in your life. And Mary had to think of this very thing. I know she she Mary had to think of what would the people say? How would the people feel about me because of what it is that God is trying to do on the inside of me? We oftentimes consider people before we consider God.
1: But I realize
0: you can be quiet and not say something, and the people gonna complain. You gonna be. You could be up and the people gonna complain. You could be down and the people gonna complain. You could be arrogant and the people gonna complain. It don't matter what you do, the people gonna complain. But what I have realized is that you were called by God. You were not called by the people. You were not called by the people. And your yes to God, your yes, it is to God, it's not to man. Man gets the results of what God approves. Man cannot bestow favor upon your life. Only God can do that. In verses 37 and 38, it says, "For I'm going to read this from the King James Version. I think I read 17,000 versions. But I'm going to read this from the King James Version. And it says, For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be unto me according to thy word. And the angels departed from her. Behold, with God, nothing. And so the Bible says, With God all things are possible. And his word, another version said that his word would never fail. Mary gives us an example of total devotion to the Lord in her answer to, to the angel Gabriel. I am the Lord's servant. May it be unto me as you have said. May it be unto me as you have said. So on today, I hope that whatever it is that the Lord is calling you to do, that you have the grace and the willingness and the wisdom to answer as Mary did. I hope on today that whatever it is that he's he's calling you, he's trying to conceive and birth out through you, that as 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 individuals who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you answer with the wisdom, that you answer with the grace and the willingness that she did. See, the Lord knew that her heart was postured towards Him. Her hers was a willing heart. She was fully toward toward she was fully turned towards Him. We have been grace for this race. We have been grace. For the very thing that God has called us to do. We have been graced to do what it is that he needs us to do to carry out his will and his plan for our lives. What we don't understand is this. You can't understand the birth of Jesus until you understand the cross. You can't understand the crucifixion until, until you understand. You can't understand Jesus being born in a manger until you understand the cross. You cannot understand the fingerprints that's on your life until you understand the cross. The fingerprints of God was all upon his life. It was all upon Mary's life. And a baby was born for the cross. Jesus died so that the oil could be poured upon us. But he rose so that you may be able to sit in heavenly places with the father there's something about jesus dying and being birthed through mary that allows me to think about what it is that he's trying to birth through me oh today i i i I ask that you just put him on your mind and, and thank god for Mary, as she was the mother of Jesus on this Mother's Day, we think about our mothers and we're grateful for our mothers, but there's nothing like Mary, the mother of Jesus. Because if it was not for her, then we would not have our only begotten son. If it was not for her, then we would not have the right to the tree of life. If it was not for her, then we would not be able to sit into heavenly places. If it was not for her, we would not have the favor that is able to be upon our lives. Or today, do not forget about the favor that can run down upon your life, if you do those things, if you are humble like Moses, if you are friend to God like Abraham, if you if you if you are wise like Solomon, if you are I love him like Mary or Bethany surrender like Mary the Nazarene. You do these things and the favor of God is will be upon your life. Or today, remember that God wants to favor you. It's a desire of his. He desired to see you favored. He don't want to see you down trotting it out. He wants to give you what it is that he's trying to pull inside of you. But you, my brothers and sisters, have to be willing and ready to answer the call. Yeah. I can imagine what it was that Mary went through. And to know that she was the chosen one. And to see Jesus die upon the cross. I don't know what it's like to lose a child. I don't I don't I don't know what it's, what it's like to lose a child. But to know from the very beginning what the plan was, that, that got to be something difficult. You don't expect to lose your child before you die. It, it, it just That's really not how the human brains work. We think our parents going to get old, they going to leave here, they going to die, we still going to live on. But in this case, Mary all she knew because she was a Jewish woman who had listened to the prophet's. And so, to be chosen by God is one thing, but say, but to say yes is another. Amen. So, on this Mother's Day, on this Mother's Day, as we look at the Scripture and as 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 we read this, as you go home and you go back through the Word, I just want you to meditate. Meditate as mothers, what it means. Men, meditate. Meditate and and look what it means for your wife to be a mother. What it means for your mother to be your mother. And in this scripture, we, we think about Joseph because I'm talking about the mothers. But Joseph was a father to someone he didn't conceive. Father to someone that he did not conceive and he stuck it out. So, the role of parenthood is an important role. You are grace for it, you are favored for it. God gives us favor when we take those roles seriously. So, today, just know that you are favored by the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
1: Service and during the sermon, this this word just continued to to come to me. And as minister was preaching, and she just talking about she was talking about the anointing running down, and um, I just began I began to think of two things. I began to think of Joel, amen, and where the Bible says that in the last days. Me, I want to say I get it confused, but people gonna have dreams. Amen. Men and women are going to begin to prophesy. All of these things are going to begin to happen in the land. Amen. 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 And as she was going through her sermon and and talking about what God is trying to to birth in us, I just began to think about the different members of this house. And, you know, sometimes I think God make it with Half of us don't show up on this Sunday because the room so little. So it'll be like half come on this Sunday and then the other half come on that Sunday. But for whatever it is, amen. I, I began to look around and I begin, and, and this is in no way to, to call them out, but I thank God for my daughter Joy. I thank God for Catrice. Amen and God just sending them back this way and whatever God is shifting in their life. I encourage God to keep doing it. But the reason I'm, I'm getting to my point The reason that I'm saying that is because It's exactly what she just preached God is trying to birth something in you Amen He's trying to do this new work In you But sometimes we get so afraid Like she say, That we don't allow him to finish out The process and So this is the last thing I want to say Before we go into the altar call You know sometimes we are so Confident in our walk Amen. That we, you know, we just like I'm good. Hmm. Right. But I just began to think as I was as I was praying during devotional service, I just heard like the voice of Jesus say, Don't you know that Satan desires to sift you? Yeah. Like we. Any of y'all had a grandma before like a home, not a homemade pie crust, but she getting that little metal cane. The sifter the flower. Do you know how finely ground it is when something is sifted? And the Bible says that Satan desires to sift us. He's trying to turn you, he's trying to grind you up into a fine powder. That's that's how thoroughly he's trying to just destroy your life. But Jesus said, I have prayed. You. Jesus. I thank God for the word because she says God is trying to give you favor. He desires to give you favor. Jesus is saying, "I have prayed for you." Some, some, of it, and I'm. Ooh. Do y'all not know that Satan is desire? I want to call y'all by name. I just want to go around the room and say, Pastor T, Chelsea, Jordan. Do you not know that Satan desires to sift you?
0: Yes, he does. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Janelle, Joy, BJ, don't you know Satan is trying to sift you like me? He's trying to grind you up. But God, on the other hand, is trying to give you faith. He's trying to burst something in you. He's trying to change you. He's trying to make your mama proud of you. I have learned that the thing that you fight against the most, most of the time that's what you turn into. You got to let go and let God use you. We be, so, we be trying so hard not to be like our mama, be like our dad, be like our brother, be like whoever. You be fighting so hard in your own power, that's exactly who you become. But when you just let let go and let God do what He's trying to do, you'll turn into the person that he wants you to be. Y'all better stop trying to fight these battles on your own. Amen. I thank God for the trade you. Whatever God is trying to do in you, they got you coming to church, they got you. There. I thank God for my little church that so I can see your face and I can call out what you do, Because I want you to know that someone sees what God is trying to do in your life. Amen. And so whatever he done started in you, done got your mama, your dad, and your brother coming. So, okay, fine. Do what you're going to do, God. Yes, amen. He trying to, he's trying to do exactly what she just preached. Burst something in your life. Amen. I wasn't trying to preach, I had to preach. Amen. Yeah, share, share that. Amen. Now I'm going to move out of the way and let her work. Yeah, amen. amen. You man. thought I was about to work. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Anybody that would desire to give their life to the Lord, anybody that's walked away from the Lord and wants to return. Amen. We don't open the doors of the church. Everything you need is at this altar on today. Amen. Anything you stand in need of, God has it. Don't look at her. Amen. Don't look at her. Amen. When you come to the altar, know that you're coming for the Lord to do a work in you. Amen.